感情高がちとき、チューバーアズルス、トンツープルーター、トカサチキン、Designing Remen was a show of yours that you used to watch? No, it's always on the TV. <laughs> I couldn't get away from it. I actually were, caught a couple episodes while I was just surfing the internet or something. You were just drawn to it? No, it just, there was nothing else on that was humorous and something. So you would watch like Designing Women? It was like the weather or something about iguanas that I didn't want to watch. So, so you put chose it on Designing Women over iguanas? I know about iguanas! Welcome to Geek Shock number 78. I do,、folks. I know about iguanas. I am Master Torgo. I'm not kidding. Oh, I'm Vlark. 80s Jeff. You sure are. Commander K.、And、you are also a designing woman. I know nothing about iguanas. <laughs> All right. So now, I, now I get where Barry was inspired to pursue web design. Iguanas? Graphic arts. <laughs> designing Barry. Designing iguanas. Yeah. So, how was your geeky week, gentlemen? What'd you do? <clears throat> I froze. <laughs> <laughs> All right. As you see, Jeff is back. So、yes. you had a nice trip. Did you do anything geeky on your little trip besides freeze?、Um, I did since、uh, my sister doesn't have a t- working TV or cable in her apartment. Oh, wow.、Um, I did get to read some comic books while I was on, well,、uh, trades. I, Brilliant. You know, some that I had collected and hadn't gotten to read yet. Um, see, it's nice when you so, get、yeah. back to the basics of life, you can catch up on the stuff you put aside. I don't、yeah. see how you people can buy a bunch of comics and not read them. <laughs> as soon as I get them home, I read them. Well, well, but see, I tend to buy like 10 or 15 at a time.、Yeah. Oh, well, I so I get home and I read a couple of them. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to save some of these for later when I know I'm going to have some downtime to read them. Like six months from now. And then six months from now. Or a year. <laughs> you have to understand, my brain tells me there's 24. Seven hours in a day, and okay, 27 days in an hour, but eventually I'll get to everything, but I know I won't. No, you'll never get I to never、everything. will. But you, you know what? You have some of my trades. Oh, the、back. incredible busy life of.、Uh, What do I have of yours? The boys. The boy, I gave those back. No, yeah, no, yeah, I did. No, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. No, have you finally no, read the boys? Can、yeah. we like, talk about the. the, the well, I haven't read、comment? the newest ones. Oh, oh my God. Jesus. <laughs> oh, and if I may interject. Geek Shock, bringing you up to date on the latest in geekery, ladies and gentlemen. From 1999. Well, go ahead. I mean, you're not going to hurt me none if you want to play. Oh, you know what? I tried last year, and you went spoilerific on me and just shut me down.、So. Oh, yeah? On what? On the boys? Yes. Yeah? I wanted to talk about the whole、uh, 9 11 scenario, and、uh, you guys were like, <laughs> well, it's not for us, it's for our listeners who may not want that shit spoiled. Oh, for going. You, you just do a spoiler alert. Oh, is that it?、Just、yeah. Yeah, fast forward. Don't you listen to other podcasts? Jump in at the middle of a. <laughs> <laughs> Because always, but I get annoyed with that if I'm listening to a podcast. Like, all right, spoiler, go ahead and fast forward. Then I got fast forward, and then like, all right, they've been t- done talking about that apparently for five minutes at this point. I got to back it up, and it's annoying. Well, then, 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 what's the point of talking about anything? Because everything's a spoiler. Yeah,、eventually. but there's, but there's also a. You can talk about things without giving away major plot twists. Yeah. And you can, there's also a statute of limitations after a certain amount of time. Darth Vader is Luke's father. Sh- spoiler alert!、What? Jesus Christ! What? Exactly. <laughs> Dorothy had the answer to go home all the time on her feet. God damn it, I've never seen that.、Mm. Okay. No, I never, that's true. It's, not, right, well, it's I, not my curl. So, what is the statute of limitations, by the way? I would say, what is a good thing about、uh, six months? Six, six months. months.、Uh, have, have we just made a geek rule? Six months. That's the geek rule.、Yeah, the statute of limitations on this shit is six months. Unless 
uh, you're overseas and, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, this well, is an international podcast. Or unless you're Todd, because let's face it, six months is not enough for Todd. Well, then screw yeah. you. Come to America and what, do geek <laughs> stuff. There. That's done. right. Oh, and as a public service announcement, yeah. if at all possible, folks, do not fly Allegiant Airlines. Oh, there it is. Oh. <laughs> all right, Kevin Smith, what happened to you? Oh. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I bought two seats because I'm wired. <laughs> my, my, my whole airline experience with them was just one groan after another. Well, you left here how many hours after you were supposed to leave? All right, well, okay, so here it is. I was supposed to leave Las Vegas last Monday. Okay. At two thirty, it's bad when he starts I got, with the I day. I got to the airport at noon. Got all checked in. Got through security. Didn't get to have to be patted down, which was awesome. In fact, I must. I, I must, thought you were looking forward to that. No, I was not. You wore your special. I was not looking you? forward to it, and I was glad that I escaped. Have escaped that. The you person in front of me, though, however, did not. You can't see London. You can't see France unless they see your underpants. And I didn't have to go through the body scanner either. I must look. As non-threatening as anybody can look, because <laughs> okay, I, I concur. I mean, I, I were you wearing a, a shirt that said I'm a, a fucking nerd? Traveler, I had everything in the bin ready to go. Wow. Ran it through the ran it through the X-ray. Walked through the metal detector. Are, are you telling us the story that ends with "and nothing happened to me"? <laughs> really? <laughs> really? <laughs> Why don't right. we get to the part where something screwed okay, up? So here's, here, here is just the first brush my teeth. The first part. <laughs> Of my experience <laughs> on the plane. Okay. All right. Okay, so, supposed to leave at 2.30. We're a half hour late getting boarded okay. and getting into the queue to take off. Not unusual. Sure. Not a, not a, not mm. at a, Yeah, it happens. It's, it's happened to me several times with Allegiant. Okay. But, you know, other airlines like Southwest are pretty good at being on schedule all the time. So, anyway... So we're about half an hour late getting out. We take off. We're about 15 minutes out, like just finished flying over Lake Mead. Okay. I'm, I pulled out one of my comics, and I started to read. And my dad is a pilot, and, and I have been on many a training flight with him. So All right. I've experienced a lot of things that your average um, You've seen a lot of airline. Shit. Yeah, the average person that's, that's flown commercially is never going to experience. Okay. Well... I feel us starting to make a very hard left turn, mm-hmm. about about a one and a half one and a half G turn, which is a lot more than a lot tighter of a turn than you would normally have in an airline. I'm like, okay, something's wrong here. Captain comes on the the comes on the PA and says, uh, "Folks, uh, we're gonna have to turn back to Vegas here. Um, we've had a little bit of a life support uh, system malfunction." And then he caught himself, and I'm like. Oh great! You're an idiot. You just said life. A pilot to another pilot would say life support system. Sure, they're going to get it. But you're talking about a bunch of passengers that don't know the difference. <laughs> We've just between... released toxic gas into the cabin. <laughs> between but that's all right. That's just the co-pilot he had in Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> air conditioning is. Is there anybody a in the back system? who has not had fish for dinner? <laughs> <laughs> so it's turned to jelly. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> They had to go but, back to Vegas. Christ, so we, that had to, sucks. we had to go back to Vegas. Oh, so, wow. So I basically spent the first half hour, or excuse me, the first hour on the plane taking off and turning around to go back. Well, they say, no problem, folks. We have another plane waiting for us when we get there. Oh! So we'll get on the ground, get everybody deplaned. We'll swap the planes out, and we'll get you uh, 
get you to Wichita just a little bit later than than because everyone's excited to get to Wichita. And plane swapping (laughs) is a new reality show on the Discovery (laughs) Network. Yes, and getting great ratings. So we get back into Vegas, especially when they do those Alabama plane swaps. (laughs) Oh yeah, (laughs) they get us off where they're related. Yeah, and I, I'm not kidding you. It took them a good half hour, forty five minutes, just to take the old plane out and bring the new plane in. Okay. So they they go over the announcement and say, "Folks, we, you know, just want to let you know the new plane is here. We're getting it prepped and ready. We'll start boarding here momentarily." Then another half hour goes by. All right. There's nothing. Then they finally make an announcement that they're waiting on the replacement crew to get there to take the plane over. So yeah, essentially, I was there from noon until almost five o'clock at night. Jesus. Just waiting to get so out had, of the airport. So Did they at least so give you free that, booze. You had essentially a five-hour delay on this flight. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. And the, the only reward I got was a goddamn can of Coke. <laughs> Folks, you didn't we bitch loud put, enough. What else you going to do? It's a legion. It's a low-frills airline, to say fit. the least. So that actually, a, a can of Coke is big for them. Yeah. yeah. Well, they charge $4 for that on the plane. Yeah, see? You got if you they, want, if you want a soda, oh, sorry, $2 for a can of soda, it's $4 for like a, a monster Oh, energy. Christ, past nothing? What, it's all academic, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, that was, that was just my flying out. Um, flying back, uh, we just had like a two-hour delay. <laughs> oh, hell. Uh, That's yeah. baby spit. So, they, so Allegiant's taken seven hours of your life. They've Off taken away life. seven hours of my life, yes. All right. Did you do anything good and geeky during that time? Well, I, like I said, I read my comic <laughs> books. So There you go. There it is. And I told right. people so, about okay, the show. So, so. So, so what was your favorite comic? Uh, I really liked um, the Justice League, The Nail. That's the one. The oh, that is I good. That and is then good uh, I also had uh, Justice League, Another Nail. Because um, I bought the two together. <laughs> Really? Yeah. That's I, oh, had, like, shit. I had to put them together because oh, I mean, shit. I know, no, I, I didn't. No, it, it's it's one of those great titles that never should be. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a good comic. It's a terrible name. Oh my god! It's like turn that's off awesome. the dark again. Yeah. Oh uh, wow, that's awesome. But yeah, I, I enjoyed both of them. Yeah. Justice League Part Three. When is this gonna fucking stop? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, all right, Barry, what geeky thing you do? I waited five hours in line for Tron Legacy. Yeah, okay. Very first day. Yeah, that's a good use I of time. I waited 28 years for that damn film to come out, and I'd be damned if I'm going to wait by and sit behind some big fat guy with a tall hat. No way, sir. I've got prime seating where the rail is in the yeah. IMAX theater. You put your feet up, you know. It's good business. And I saw Mikey close. Nice. What's up, hey, Mike? Hey, Mike. And uh, you know what he got? Miss he you, got- dude. Yeah, he got uh, a t-shirt and a poster and and like a little drink thing. They were giving yeah. him out. And where, what oh, did you cool. get? I got good seats. <laughs> <laughs> Which um, IMAX did you go to? I went to the one with the Red Rock. Uh, it was a good time. I liked the film. Uh, the reviewers are kind of iffy on it. But you know yeah. what? It's Tron. I didn't expect a lot from the script to begin with because the last one was kind of an iffy script. Oh, um, yeah. It was a lot of fun. And that's what's important on this one, I think. Yeah. And I'll watch it again. Name. I will go to see that film again, and I never that's high, pay that, twice. No, for that's films. high praise. Yeah, um, and I hear Olivia Wilde is ridiculously hot in that. Ridiculous hot. <laughs> She's ridiculous hot in this film. Oh yeah, just the look she gives. Her face really just yeah. Um, obviously, the CG is amazing. Um, Clue, Jeff Bridges as Clue. Yeah. 
you can tell. It's obvious you can tell it's CG. Yeah, they haven't. We're got not it. at the point where it's perfect. Yet. They're getting there, though. Yeah, right? but we're close enough where you can actually suspend disbelief to watch someone in a movie. Gotcha. Like that. And I don't know if you've seen the uh, the trailers for L.A. Noir yet by Rockstar no, coming out. No, the uh, the facial expression work they've done on that is stellar. As long really? as I don't have to spend Mind five hours good. tweaking my character to try to look like me, which I can never get. Right. <laughs> no, you don't get to do that. This is Rockstar. Good, because whenever I start up a game where I have to do that, yeah. it just takes me forever. You move the forehead over. Move the forehead back. No, you Move got the chin no, slightly no, no, sideways. No, you just got to do what I do and max out random ones so you look like the chud that you need to be. You know, <laughs> with the new Kinect camera and its ability to, to do 3D mapping, I don't see why they couldn't put more stuff in there like, say, they uh, did with uh, not Rainbow perfect. Six Vegas. Right. Because you saw my character. I mean, sure. it looks just like me. Yeah, and I'm sure some people figure out a way around to make their penis their character. It's just <laughs> eventually going to happen, and they don't want to do it. I have a connect story kind of regarding that. Wow. But how about Crazy you? What, you uh, what geeky thing you do, Kirsten? I read, <clears throat> I am in the uh, midst of reading The Wolf Age by James Inge. Ooh. Uh, uh, he, he is a professor at a Midwestern university uh-huh. of classical studies who has grown up loving pulp. And he's actually been writing sword and sorcery stories for decades, but due to the market hostility, he's only really broken out in the last 10 years. Market hostility. <coughs> yeah, the truth. That is, that that, is the yeah. word for publishing yeah. right now. And um, uh, Blackgate Magazine published uh, a lot of his uh, short stories of his character, more like Ambrosius, who is a... Uh, uh, Morlock? Morlock. Morlock Ambrosius, who Ambrosius. is a son of Merlin. And oh. uh, he's like pers- pursued through the ages by Merlin on this uh, nasty little blood feud that they have. Oh. Uh, Wolf Age uh, takes place in a city of werewolves. And he actually does a very cool job creating werewolf culture. And he, y- you can see the, the classics professor invested into the story and in the world building. So it's very cool in that regard. <clears throat> uh, three books, uh, nice. Blood of Ambrose, which was actually... a. A nominee, ooh, was it World Fantasy Award nominee, I believe? Um, and then uh, This Crooked Way, which is the first one, uh, Blood of Ambrose, I believe. No, This Crooked Way is a collection of his short stories. Uh, All about character. Wolves? No, about Morlock Ambrosius. And um, The Wolf Age is the one with the city of werewolves, okay. which is it. And it's, he admires and loves the pulps, and he derives from that tradition. So it's sort of like recreating that, but at the same time, he's just not aping it. He's got his own slant on it and takes uh, takes it through, and it's uh, very modern pulp storytelling, so I enjoy it immensely. You think if there was cool. a city of werewolves, someone would do something about that? That's kind of bad. Now, maybe they got good defenses. There's really strong walls. <clears throat> In this case, it's very secluded. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not, they're not, they don't mess with anybody, man. If they're not fucking with the status quo... No one's going to go into werewolf town. So we could have a city of werewolves in America. Uh, no, probably Canada, actually. Canada, yeah. yeah Canada. Upper. Canada, big werewolf country up there. Yeah. Yeah. Cold, isolated. Yeah. You know. A little up north. Mm. The fur keeps you warm. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. All right, so let's go. News you don't give a shit about, gentlemen. Yes. And there's plenty of it. But, uh, you know, we, we, if it bleeds, it leads. And here we go. <laughs> oh, 
Oh. And boy, did it bleed. Yeah. All right. What do we got? We've given a lot of ten attention to Spider-Man turn off the dark. Oh, of God. course right. we have. <laughs> How can we not? Things got a little turn more serious last night. Dark. Oh, no. A preview of the musical was halted when an actor who the Associated Press identifies as 31-year-old Christopher Tierney, the show's main aerialist who performs stunts as the roles of Spider-Man and the villains Meeks and Craven, plunged into an orchestra pit toward the end of the show. Tyranny was immediately taken to Bellevue Hospital and suffered injuries. Uh, fortunately, he is reported in stable condition. According to Wall Street Journal, Tyranny fell between 20 and 30 feet. Oh, God. Yeah. The Broadway world uh, expa explains what went wrong. Uh, according to them, we were told via stagehand that this was not a flying sequence and that Spider-Man was not supposed to drop at all. He was supposed to run to the top of the ramp as if to jump, and then the lights go to black. The cable that snapped is what stops him from going over the edge, and that's what failed. He then fell approximately 30 feet. The people behind the musical issued the following statement. An actor sustained an injury at tonight's performance of Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. He fell several feet from a platform approximately seven minutes before the end of the performance, and the show was stopped. All signs were good as he was taken to the hospital for observation. This is the fourth injury. An actor has sustained during a performance of the show in October. Uh, actor Kevin Aubin slammed into the stage and broke both wrists. In wake of last night's accident that sent the stuntman to the hospital, Actors Equity Association has announced it will halt performances of Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark until sa better safety measures are instituted. Quoting, <clears throat> Actors Equity Association is working with management and the Department of Labor to ensure that performances will not resume until backup safety measures are in place. The labor union, which represents live theatrical performance, said this morning in a statement released to Broadway World. <laughs> yeah, that thing is, oh. <clears throat> that, that, that show's going to kill somebody. Oh, wow. my God. So not Good only word. is it well, no, a I, horrible, yeah. horrible concept, it's actually dangerous. Yes. Wow. A friend of mine um, who's in that profession that does the wire work on stage plays you told me. You were talking me, about this. Yeah, I yeah thought of it, this. he told me that his company passed on it, and they're like the number one name in doing this for stage productions because they said this, the the uh, they were overambitious, and all these stunts that they were laying out were just too dangerous to do at the speeds that they wanted to do them at. And he and they flat out told him, "He's like, you're gonna kill somebody. He's like, we're not doing this. We're not gonna be no. liable for this. You're gonna kill that's somebody. Like, that's like let's let's have They're a banana split with Brussels sprouts and spinach ice cream, and let's just make it better by setting it on fire. That's what that that's what that show is. You know, it's a Brussels sprout and spinach banana split." On fire. When I was when I was looking at this article, they showed uh, a little bit of uh, of uh, preview footage. The New York Times um, has the video clip of this. Uh, well, the, the guy oh, wow. falling. Oh, yes, yes, I saw that. And, Quickly yeah. to the internet. Um, but they also showed other scenes of the, just promotional, um, not stills, but actually just bits and pieces and clips. And it does look like a trippy Julie Taymor. Yeah. Uh, theatrical production. I mean, if it look, if what I've seen looks. Pretty darn good. Yeah. The yeah, spider that bites him gets a song. Well, man. yeah. It's a musical. <clears throat> That's well, going to yeah. happen. Because uh, I guess, like, I guess 10 feet per second is fast on a on, when you're flying somebody around mm -hmm. the stage, and they wanted to do stuff at 30 feet per second. Yeah. And he wasn't even flying, like I said. I, I saw the video, and yes, he comes right up to this edge. Like he's going and to he, jump. And yeah. And, uh, and, he, and then you, he goes, and you see this line behind him suddenly sling. 
Yeah. And just disappeared. So, so he's supposed to go all out like he's going to go, and that line stops him that, from going. Uh, stops him cold. And it just didn't stop him. Yeah. Did he time. land on a flautist or something? Uh, I don't know. Well, I don't. He went into the pit. He's got a woodwind I don't stuck think, in a I don't think delicate there were any, area. In, uh, <laughs> I think we would have heard if someone would have. You're never going to want to play that instrument again. 30 feet. All the best to him, and uh, certainly yeah. hope he recovers. Yeah, and hopefully the show itself recovers somehow from all of this. Wow. It's almost like a bizarre scene out of like the last <clears throat> Naked Gun film. <laughs> they fall into the orchestra pit, and the person sticking Whatever. out of the That whole man. show is a series of bad decisions. <laughs> wow, and it's like Poltergeist, the musical. It's just not going to happen. Needs to be done. <laughs> no. <laughs> News you don't give a shit about. Do you know the Madden curse? No. Yes, I am familiar. Yeah, I know you know. What's the yeah, Madden curse? Know. You know I know. I've All never right. played a game of Madden. Should I explain it or you got it? Now, it's a seemingly impossible yet oddly convincing curse that befalls players who have appeared on the covers of the Madden video game box art, in which their careers usually take a turn for the worst after appearing on said art. So if you're on the cover of the next Madden game, the curse dictates your career falls apart. And interestingly enough, it seems to have worked that way so far. Well, Electronic Arts is working on a movie about the Madden curse. Are you kidding me? And it's <laughs> it's not a documentary. According to what? The Wrap, an EA insider claims the Madden curse movie is a, being spearheaded by VP of Electronic Arts, Pat O'Brien, <laughs> and that, quote, the story will follow a former Madden video game champion who is forced out of retirement just as he finds himself on the corner of the game's cover and subject to the curse. That's hilarious. Yeah. Way to take your bad press and (laughs) turn it into money. Yeah. Uh, You know what? More power to him. Well, maybe money. We'll see. (laughs) There's a lot of people that play Madden. There is. Oh, my goodness. You have no idea. It is, but uh, enough to translate to Madden the movie? Yeah, I don't see That's the question. Well, at least someone's spending money on something better than turn off the dark. Tired of these motherfucking players on this motherfucking box art. (laughs) News you don't give a shit about. Uh, The Wiley Publishing family, this is the family that uh, makes the For Dummies books. Okay. Okay. All right. Has made a Farmville For Dummies book. Oh, my God. I wasn't aware it was that hard to understand. (laughs) (laughs) Which will be available on February 15th, 2011. Comedy gold, sir. Comedy gold. (laughs) Is it part of the... For complete effing retards. Collection. Yeah, there you go. Special, special. It comes with book. its own bike helmet and uh, tub of ice cream. Yeah, uh, I'm paying five bill. I'm paying five bill. No one cares about your farm. Allow me to read from Wiley Publishing's uh, oh, own words. Do. Farmville for Dummies is aimed at getting novices acquainted with Farmville rules and regulations. While more savvy players can sharpen their skills and find out how to stay up to date on the latest Farmville features, you'll discover how to download the app, create a farmer avatar, and establish your first farm. Then you'll progress to finding neighbors, purchasing farm cash and coins, shopping at the market, and more. It also serves as an ideal introductory guide to wildly popular online game of Farmville. Walk you through the downloading the app, either through Facebook, Yahoo, or your mobile device. Details, how to find neighbors and interact with them. Purchase, farm, cash a coin, shop at the market, choose a profession. Highlights, always ways to earn ribbons, construct buildings, become a co-op farmer. I was joking before when I said Farmville for complete effing retards, but 
This is exactly what it is. Helps you deal with technical issues. The author is the founder and creator of the largest Farmville fan site. Oh my god, this fan Well, there's a winner. You, you can bet the farm that Farmville for Dummies ah, will help you take your gaming pun. skills to the next level. You punned! Yeah, I did. <laughs> punned right here on the couch. There's a level of hell just and for you. You get to clean it up. <laughs> and finally, news you don't give a shit about. Godstoria. The browser MMO, formerly known as the Bible Online, yes, oh. they chose their name, and the name they chose was Godstoria. What? Wait, Jesus Craft wasn't better <laughs> nope. than that? No, it wasn't. <laughs> you didn't like Jesus Craft? Oh, man. Well, they are gearing up to bring you stylized action violence. The publisher says this is just the tip of the iceberg for the biblical MMORTG RPG. Quote, we would like to listen to player feedback and suggestions so we can bring out additional player versus player and daily quest updates in the official version of the Sodom and Gomorrah update. I was just thinking of a Sodom uh, <laughs> reference. It was a joke. It was forming in my head. It oh, hadn't congealed God. yet. Says, wow. Says their wow. spokesman Jane Lee in a press release earlier today. Is that today. like the level 60 PvP area? You gotta chase someone around and get them from behind? <laughs> Maybe it's the level 69 <laughs> PvP area. And if you look over your shoulder, you'll turn to salt. Oh, God's story is PvP options are but a small portion of Sodom and Gomorrah be- uh, beta patch. <laughs> Which includes new item sets. Oh, boy. The update is Too currently easy. scheduled Too to, easy. to uh, well, to hit today. <laughs> Whoa. This just in. Is it free? The town How of God's story is now suing. <laughs> oh, my God. It's, it's, a, uh, it's a browser MMO, so most of those oh. tend to be free. I want to try Barry's this. Barry's interested. I am going to try this. As an experiment, I'm going to try this. You need game. to try it and blog it. You—that's what you need to do. Oh yeah, you need to tell us all. Of all your right, Barry's always wanted adventures. to be a sodomite. When I get an hour or two free, which is never, then uh, I will try this game. Please oh, on Christmas, do. that would be perfect. Yes, this is your Christmas Christmas game. You Christmas mean Thor's you know birthday? This game is my gift to you. This Odin's free MMO birthday. browser game. Okay. You're welcome. Love it. Yes. <laughs> That's my go-to every Christmas. I send people a message. Happy Thor and Odin's birthday. That yeah. works. I, like I have it. a friend who actually pushed through his company HR his right to celebrate Odin's Day yeah. during Christmas. Week. Nice. That's great. And he's allowed, because he decorated up his cubicle. They do With lightning bolts de- and decoration contests, and he did it all up. Odin, and they were like, this isn't appropriate, and he pushed it through, and he got it approved. That's right. That's awesome. <laughs> so oh, right. Norse, That's Norse mythology does predate Christianity, mm. so... that Well, that was something <laughs> of the heart of his argument. Yep. Nice. nice. Winner, so it's you. And that just naturally takes us on to Weekend Geek. <laughs> Whoa, I didn't even have to do a segue at all. Great. <laughs> all right. There's a lot of serious stuff in this one, so, so uh, stuff to ponder. Are we going to have to brace ourselves? I can this? crack a joke about anything. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, without well, a doubt. All right, crack a joke about this, asshole. There okay, I will. <laughs> crack, asshole. <laughs> actually, actually, this one's fine. This is actually kind of easy. There we go. The United States uh, State Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals has stated that email should be treated like other private forms of communication when it comes to search and seizure. 
Oh, yes. This is a good thing. They God. have to have a warrant. Yep. Yes. Those authorities have no more right happen. to ask an internet service provider to turn over your email records than they do to ask a post office to give them your physical mail, ask a phone service provider to tap your phones, or to enter your house without permission. In every case now, they must get a warrant. So your email is not protected under Fourth Amendment. But do they... Um they're still going to put pressure on ISPs. Well, of course they're going to pressure, but they have to have a warrant to do it now. Basically, all it really does is that ISPs are probably still going to turn over emails. God knows but what it is, that. is now when you have your day in court, they just bring up that it was, it, was, uh, it was accessed without a warrant, and the judge has to throw out all the emails as evidence. Well, that's cool. Yep. I still so, don't trust big companies like AT&T, well, because we know they have not. that one room somewhere where they're... Yeah. What's that story? AT&T has a secret room somewhere in, in Frisco, I think it is. Hey, you want to know some good news about AT&T? They are upgrading their entire service net with $2 billion. That's it? Do you know the bad news? What? No current AT&T phone can use it once it's done. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And they'll nice. be enlarging the secret room in Frisco. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's, I'm staying with Sprint. Several British media outlets report there's a growing faction within government that wants to block access to pornography across millions of porn sites, chat rooms, and bulletin boards online. Yeah, I read about this. Citing concern for children, ministers, including Communications Minister Ed Vasey, have been quietly approaching Internet service providers about setting up automatic blocks for porn sites such that their content is available only on an opt-in basis. Yeah. Quoting... Now ministers want to see adult pornography controlled with similar technology with sites blocked unless people specifically request access to them, unquote. Who decides what's porn and what's not, though? Oh, it continues there. The, the pro-filter <laughs> faction within the government acknowledges that parental controls for Internet content already existed, but they say they're too difficult for most parents to set up. Unsurprisingly, Please. many people who value open Internet principles are alarmed by this. The chief technology officer of a British ISP told the BBC, Experience with filtering systems, he said, shows that they are a very blunt tool that often blocks access to sites that could be useful. You end up with a system that's either hugely expensive and a losing battle, because there are millions of these sites, or it's just not effective, he said. The cost of putting these systems in place outweigh the benefits, to my mind. Mr. Davies also feared that any wide-scale attempt to police pornographic content would soon be expanded to include pirated pop songs, films, and TV shows. Mm. If we take this step, it will not take very long to end up with an internet that's a walled garden of sites that the government is happy for you to see. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's that. That would be one of my. Yeah, all you have, all the government has to do is just essentially flip a switch Starts and say, with "You porn. know what? That site's no longer." Uh, Starts with porn. Yeah. yeah. The editorial I read the, in response to that article was the guy said, you know, I'm not the most tech-savvy person, but I know how to turn the parental controls on on my Internet Explorer. Yeah. So, uh, if like, you want it, it, it seems you can like figure it, it out. Yeah. It's not that hard. It's, yeah. He said, I just don't know why they don't just say, parents, this is how to turn on the parental controls on your Internet browser and leave it at that. Here's the thought. Google, how to turn on parental advisors. Cool. Yeah, that's that's all you got to do. It's the easy step from there. Stupidity is no excuse. Yeah, there's no excuse. Ignorance. At all. And you and, and really, who determines what's porn? To me, robots covered in delicious well, bacon may be porn, and actually, kind of is. That's why I bring it up. <laughs> well, my thing personal, is like personal <laughs> injection. The more you constantly take the responsibility oh, of parenting away from the parents, where does it end? I mean. 
at at some point it's gonna just be you know where people that want to see this stuff cannot see it, and the people that don't want to see it are happy because well they've taken care of everything for me. I don't have to be a responsible adult. I just I yeah I'm done with just this. Just think stuff. about bacon. Yeah, mm, bacon, bacon porn, chocolate covered bacon. Mm. He's in. Oh. He's deep. Well, speaking of bacon porn, H.R. Uh, Giger is now confirmed as a contributor to Ridley Scott's new Alien prequel, officially. Okay. Uh, Giger is the artist who designed all the alien looks from the original sci-fi horror flick. Though Giger submitted initial designs for the various alien ships and creatures in Alien, he did not return for the first sequel with James Cameron. Uh, Cameron decided that since all he needed was an alien queen, he could do without. Uh, rumor has it that the new film, the prequel, will... Uh, focus on space jockeys, the alien race that built the ship on which the main characters of Alien found xenomorph eggs in the first place. If these hints are true, it stands to reason that Giger will be brought back on board to design these mysterious aliens, who we have so far seen only as a single skeletal corpse, ribs broken by chestburster emergence. Spoiler alert. Big as hell. Folks, at this point, this is where Paul would interject some joke about (sighs) space jockeys and itching and you can just draw your own joke from here. Dick-ass fart, Paul. Dick-ass fart, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, thanks, that one's for you. Thanks for the surrogate Paul moment. That's, yes. uh, I've created a phrase. Uh, and then he'd be laughing hysterically for ten minutes. Space jockey! And then I would have to comb some obscure sound to put behind it. No. No. In space, no one can hear you, witch. But but you you forget about the ten minutes <laughs> set up for the joke. That that was actually yeah that was really that nailed it. There it was yeah. You forget about the, the ten minutes set up for the joke though where yeah. he, oh, he just goes oh, on yeah, you're yeah, like yeah. yes oh, yeah. get around to I it. Know. No I I was taking a shortcut I admit it. <laughs> well it was inevitable that someone would quickly approach the idea of merging the technological advances of the connect with humankind's most evolutionary of pleasures. And the first of these to gain the notice of Microsoft has been sex game maker Thrix, with three X's, who created a working demo for a game where you use Kinect controls to touch uh, virtual boobs. Uh, nice! <laughs> Finally, I have an excuse to buy a Kinect. Those kitty games weren't doing it for me. Uh, <laughs> Barry and I said nice simultaneously there. <laughs> Because it was nice. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, nice, quite very nice. Quite, yes, yes. Very nice. So grab your dick and double click. <laughs> Microsoft got on that pretty quick from IGN. Wow. This isn't the first example of a technology being used in ways not intended by its manufacturer, and it won't be the last. A spokesperson said in a statement, Microsoft did not authorize or license its technology for this use. Xbox is a family-friendly games and entertainment console and does not allow adults-only content to be certified on its use for its platform and would not condone this type of game for Kinect. So the AO rating is pretty much never going to be used for anyone ever. No, it's never, ever. AO is... uh, Games are not allowed to be made for adults only. I was going to say, we've seen games with... Foul language and nudity in them. But they're mature games, not AO-rated Sure, games. okay, well... This yeah. is the benefit of games on PC. You can't... You don't have one company controlling their image, you know? You don't, you don't <laughs> worry about Microsoft or, or Sony saying, uh, no, we don't really want our system associated with that. Bullshit! PC! Who cares? 
It is still the frontier. That's the frontier. So if, you know what you do? Beside the fact that most of those type of games tend to be shitty as hell. Yeah. yeah. The Leisure Suit Larrys of the world and such are always garbage. Mm-hmm. But they don't have big studios making them. Now, if they had, oh, I don't know, Digital Playground or Vivid, God, not Larry Flint. His shit's They cheap. tried to so, get into so, video so, games so Vivid, years like, ago. With, with Ninja Theory come together and... Yeah, you know the they need Digital Playground and EA to get together. Yeah, that's going to happen. Pop out a little game. Absolutely. That, of, of all places, EA is going to... You know, I remember like Bethesda? At CES like 10, 11 years ago, they had like Digital Playground and Go small. And Go Vivid Gearbox. Talking okay. about developing adult content video games, and it never Pipe went works? anywhere. That's because not only is it these controllers like uh, Sony and... Microsoft, it's also the retailers that aren't going to carry it. Walmart doesn't carry anything that's adult only, right? You yeah. know, and all, all the other box retailers, it's only going to be available like most porn is on the internet, sent to you in a brown paper bag. That's going to be a it'll sell an adult bookstore. The buzz right. alone for a game that's like well made, that well made will sell. Yeah, yeah, maybe ten thousand units. And it'll probably be like a two hundred dollar video game. Okay, well, maybe it won't get all the, the love that it should in development. <laughs> but, you know, you put a good quality studio behind it. Yeah. It's I don't good. know. Porn is porn can get to be a big business. Got it. Porn does. Got it. Yeah. Got it. What you got? Okay. Like Dragon's Lair. <laughs> <laughs> Same type of control setup. Like Dragon's really? Lair. Like choose your own porn adventure. Really? 1986? On the no, so you're like standing the in the middle TV of the room and you're like de- deciding <laughs> which way to go? Yeah. Your idea of cutting edge gaming is 1986. <laughs> they haven't put the two together yet. They haven't put porn in like that Dragon's Lair type of when shit When they combine the POV porn with a Kinect, that'll yeah, the thing break about it porn wide is, open. You want to see real people, you know? You so don't want to see you didn't like, I thought you didn't like quick time events. Just a big series of quick time events. Someone will buy it. Someone will buy that and love it. Barry Rob. Yes. Nice. <laughs> but then he's going to bench because it's going to be, it's just a series of quick time events. Yeah. I hate these. I bought this fucking game. You guys don't understand. It's a gateway. It's a gateway. You buy, you make, you make this game so that people like me can bitch and then someone will make a better game and eventually we got Grand Theft Auto Bunch of whores. I hit the Y button. I meant to hit the X button. I miss going in every time. GTA. Bunch of whores. <laughs> Douglas Trumbull, one of the special effects supervisors of 2001 Space Odyssey, is yeah. no longer making his making of documentary of the seminal science fiction classic film since Warner Brothers pulled the plug on his funding. Aww. But while in Toronto showing off stills from his photo book, that two, the 2001 Behind the Infinite, the making of the masterpiece is being converted into... He happened to mention an interesting discovery made in the production of his now-defunct movie. According to Blaster, Warner Brothers has recently found, buried in a salt mine vault in Kansas, 17 minutes of edited footage that Stanley Kubrick cut from the 2001 shortly after its initial release, and this footage is perfectly preserved. Warner Brothers has released a statement that clarifies the situation. The additional footage of 2001 Space Odyssey has always existed in the Warner vaults, when director Stanley Kubrick trimmed the 17 minutes from 2001 after the New York premiere, he made it clear the shortened version was his final edit. 
The film is as he wanted it to be presented and preserved, and Warner Brother Video has no plans to expand or revise Mr. Kubrick's vision. Isn't that salt interesting? Mine? And no, a salt we, mine. we were just talking what about this like two weeks this? ago, Kirsten. What? About the you know they they keep finding all mm-hmm. of this yeah. this film footage in Where Kansas and Missouri. Where are they finding Missouri. it? Assault mine in Kansas. I've <laughs> driven past a lot of these. Weren't you listening? They've they've taken these old mines and these old caverns and yeah. they convert them into storage. Yeah, I used to drive by them all the time. They do. They're huge. Yeah, they're huge. They're, they're endless. I mean, if you ever go into one, it just seems like they go on forever. And it's just this maze of tunnels and. You know, people people store documents in there. Mm-hmm. The the film industry has put prints of their films there for decades, and then somebody finds one, and they're like, "Oh my god, we forgot we even had this." You what know, they'll they find like a there? print of a movie that they thought mm-hmm. was destroyed in a fire. Yeah, good god, still waiting for London. Yep, London after mm-hmm. midnight. Oh, I'm <laughs> waiting for it. Someone's gonna find it. Uh, fee Announced that Stargate Universe has been canceled. Uh, Between uh, Stargate SG-1, Stargate Atlantis, and SGU, the Stargate series has been on Sci-Fi Channel since 2002. With no plans for a fourth installation, this looks like the end of Stargate on TV, at least for now. The ten remaining episodes of Season 2 will air this spring. What is wrong with that channel? What they, is they, wrong with as, those as, people? As one person blogged out there, and I thought very accurate, they are slowly turning into the bastard cousin of the Spike, ne- Spike Network. Yeah, they're, it's 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 like their last ditch effort to separate the the old science fiction fiction aspect of the network into this new Sifi thing. It's like, well, hey, hey, we encompass everything: fantasy and and wrestling. And that, that's all what gets things me. It's that like people want to watch wrestling, wrestling? really, and, that, and that's really what spikes Ghost it up Hunter. because I yes. mean, Ghost Hunters—that's under fantasy, so it's all you know. It's it's that's fine if it wants to be a genre. Why don't you piece. call a spade a spade? It's fucking money. It's all about yeah. money. Well, it it is. The, you know what the number one rated show on wrestling. sci-fi is? It's that stupid wrestling thing. Yeah, I hate this country so much. <laughs> See, this is what we need to have Carl here for this because Carl would 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 be have the reverse. Well, I, I think they need to have the wrestling on side. And you know what? <laughs> Carl would be wrong. He's not the right to his opinion. His opinion is wrong, but he has a right to be wrong. No, but no. Yes. Oh, don't I'm, even get me started. I'm very aggravated about this. I yeah. really, really enjoyed that show. I thought it was going in an excellent direction. Uh, I wouldn't say it started out slow, but at first you just weren't quite sure where they were going with this, and that was by design because they didn't know what was going on you know they're thrown into this situation and now they're slowly starting to figure things out and they're slowly and it, and going out of a job yeah i guess so i mean well, but quickly uh, actually the acting is yeah. terrific <clears throat> the effects are terrific and considering how little of a budget they do this show on it's really impressive in the meanwhile the situation made 11 million dollars this year the really situation? yeah the situation I hate this country so much. <laughs> just pe- people so want much. more dancing with God. the stars and skating with. I have, you know, a, f- I have a fear that in like thirty years, I'm gonna have a big scraggly beard. I'm gonna be standing on top of a milk crate on the strip, going, "What the hell's wrong with you people?" <laughs> Holding a sign. How many years? I give yeah, it two. Really? I, 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 so I, you're I, not I, doing that now. Thirty. That's awfully optimistic. I'm wasting my time. <laughs> I could be converting the masses. I don't know. I, oh, I'd love oh, that. I know. We got to get a picture of that. Can I? Can I give you a little good news? 
Please. Please. Please give me I, told, I told you, this is a dark show right now. This is, our Christmas show is so dark right now. <laughs> I'm canceling Christmas. Return your gifts. Marvel has released the information on a new TV show they're doing. Okay. Up, all right. Marvel is building a series drama around the edgy comic book character Jessica Jones. Who? For ABC. Yeah. Who? Who? Oh, I, I could slap you both. For Please this. don't say that. I'm going to slap you with the book it's written in by Michael by Bendis. God, for yeah. God's sake, you asshole! And behind this series is Melissa Rosenberg, a former executive producer of the series Dexter. Joining her as executive producers will be Marvel TV head Joseph uh, Jeff Loeb, uh, Marvel chief creative officer Joe Quesada, and Marvel Worldwide's Alan Fine. Uh, Bendis will also help the show as a consultant. Jessica, under the superhero name Jewel had a short-lived hero, superhero career that ended in horror. Still don't know. Jessica quits the superhero lifestyle and decides to fight crime by opening up her own detective agency. Suffering from severe post-traumatic stress do- disorder, Jessica tries to leave the superhero world behind but finds that impossible when all of her cases are constantly tangled up in the lives of Captain America and mutants. Plus, her personal life is strongly connected to the world as she dates many a super, finding a favorite in Luke Cage. This is Alias. Yeah. Okay. This is uh, Michael <clears throat> Bendis' Alias, one of my favorite comic books of, of all time. A lot of people rave about it. Super. Uh, I've heard good things. I just never got around to reading it. Yeah, uh, you can borrow mine. The thing is a tome. I mean. And naturally, they're avoiding Alias because of. Yeah, uh, they can't call it. So it's called AKA Jessica Jones. Uh, alias, was <laughs> which is said. actually funny. Yeah. Also known as Jessica Jones. Yeah. The uh, but the comic super dark. It has one of the darkest moments I've ever read in a comic, and I'm read plenty of dark comics they're my favorite right man when i read this i was just jaw dropped it's the reason why she stops being jewel what network is it going to be on abc fuck (laughs) thank you christmas is canceled everyone (laughs) santa's dead well done you just couldn't make it good news all the way through could you you know what there's hope though barry they've got no ordinary family on right now and apparently that's doing well i tell you why it's doing well two words Chill. Oh, I was going to say chickless. You know what? I was going to. I wanted to leave this out because I wanted it to be a positive story. But now that he's already said, I'm going to throw some fuel on this fire. <laughs> uh, the, the, oh yeah. You know, I said that Melissa Rosenberg, former executive producer of series Dexter. Yeah. Uh, she also wrote the Twilight movies. Oh! 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 oh my God, ladies and gentlemen, Barry's oh. actually on fire. Ah. <laughs> he burst into ah. flames. Ah. <laughs> His hair's on fire. Where's the extinguisher? Ah. No, no, d- get record this. <laughs> Where's the video feed? Really? You go for a camera and not the extinguisher? Oh, dude, please. I do the same. There's no such thing as bad press. Dude, you that's said. the only way we're ever going to get that long hair away from you. <laughs> oh, my God. Fire. I'm going to tear it out. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a bad week, man. I'm going to another bad story. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's continue. Sci-Fi. Oh, no. God. No, uh, I hate yeah. this network. Yeah. We'll be uh, teaming up with Universal Pictures to step into the realms of feature films with their new venture, Sifi Films. Oh, God. The plan is. Black Scorpion, Deborah Deborah Gibson films, and giant monsters. The plan is to produce one or two new movies each year with uh, small to moderate budgets, ranging from $5 million to $25 million. Movies produced will not be restricted to just science fiction either. Other genres include fantasy, horror, and supernatural, are all expected. The first of the new CFI Universal joint films is expected sometime in the year 2012. At the moment, the only goal is to make brand new titles and potential franchises, so comebacks seem, unlike, seem highly unlikely. 
meaning no, you're not going to see Stargate movies and such. You're going to see new movies, new mega sharks and shark new new cave trolls and yeah, I can see you and wrestling. Barry's starting to drool. <laughs> oh, it's putting out the fire. Oh, yeah. Honestly, yeah. My my most hated networks are, are the ones that are supposed to be for me. Yeah, <laughs> Sci-Fi or Siffy or whatever. <clears throat> Spike G Four. Don't even get me started about G Four. Um, little interlude. Uh, I hate G Four. Why? There is was that? only one thing on there I ever I could ever really sort of watch, What's and it? that was the uh, Attack of the Show, and they talk about games and stuff. But even that's become just trite. I, I still enjoy X Play. I admit it. Well, F and Science wasn't that bad, but it's just it's they G4, take they put, try to put too much comedy network. in it. You can't tell me you can't fill an eight hour block with shows about gaming and stuff related to geeks. What you mean that uh, Campus Cops, Campus, Campus PD, PD and, do and reruns of Cops? <laughs> That's not really doing it for you. If well, you can't, I take fill it back. G Four is Fuck. the. Uh, well, Pereira Spike's even cousin. makes jokes about that all the time on the show. He's like, yeah, they'll probably run another rerun of Cops or something like that. <laughs> okay, that's <laughs> funny. I mean, he's. I mean, he, I he, that's as much he as at least knows it. what his network's doing. <laughs> but you can't. No, the, the, the goddamn network has nothing to do with gaming anymore. And really, if you expand G4 to be like a geek network, nothing. There's nothing there either. You cannot tell me. You cannot tell me you can't fill an eight hour block. With shows it's, that it's, are quality. It's feeling more and more like G4 is made Siffy. for... Uh, not necessarily Siffy, but it is made for, say, uh, the Greek alum in college who play video games. Well, uh, yeah. you know that, yeah. that G4 for fraternities is, who play video games. People play Madden. G4 is currently owned by Comcast, who also owns the E-Network. And they share a lot of... Yeah. The th- they, well, they share the same building and... So I mean, well, it on. only they makes also, sense. They also share the same ire. There's a key. <laughs> there's a key point I think you're missing here that you haven't you haven't drawn the line. Um, and I noticed this while I was food shopping, and I saw an ad for Nestle Crunch Bars. Now I like Nestle Crunch Bars. Yeah. Who doesn't like Who a doesn't? Nestle Crunch Bar? It's delicious and made of rice. Uh, but then there's Kevin Ferrer and Olivia Munn saying you can win tickets to Comic Con and go to the the, the G4 Attack of the Show <laughs> panel and all expenses paid. Now, I've been to Comic-Con for the last 11, 12 years-ish, okay. and uh, over the last two or three years, slowly but surely, it's become a punishment. G4 has taken over the whole goddamn place. Yeah. Everywhere. They but make it hard special, for small press like us. Uh-huh. Way hard, because their press is all over. They got special G4 everything. Well, let's face Huge it. They're, they're Comic-Con's... Most watched outlet. That's true. They yeah. are the only people that take Comic Con seriously in the press, as far as like people who have access to television shows. But that's the only time in the entire year that they ever have anything good to put on TV. That and E3. So you're complaining about there's something good? I'm complaining it's them. <laughs> that's that, another weird thing with G4. They, they don't still, have the Well, he he said that about 15 minutes ago. Something that does what he wants, so he can bitch about it, and then someone. Will <laughs> <make it bad. laughs> They don't have the cred. Don't you find it amusing that G4 still promotes Olivia Hunt, Olivia Munn as co-host of Attack of the Show? And she hasn't been on that show in like six months. I don't, haven't watched it in six months. I can't uh, stand no, it. The, well, Jeff there you knows. go. Jeff knows. <laughs> a lot of times I fast she's forward not even through a, a lot of she's a segments false on it. Geek. Yeah. She's a feek. A feek, as we said last yeah. night. A feek. Which she's I a phony. A big, a big phony. Which, again, I, I wanted everyone to just take a step back and realize that geekdom has come far enough that people out there have to fake geekdom 
to become popular amongst us. So, all right. geek. So that's actually kind of impressive. A feek. <clears throat> that there are that feeks are out there to uh, to join us to get us to spend our money. Uh, so yes, yeah, there are uh, hotter nerds, people. Just throwing that out there. It's true. <laughs> All right, my rant is done. I'm, I have no yeah. more then I'm going to go to Alan Pritchard. Okay. Sega's vice president of sales has given a major preview of the publisher's first quarter in 2011. First, the off-rumored disc-based Dreamcast collection was confirmed as the latest issue of Game Informer. Ooh. Though no specific games were listed as being available in the compilation, various retail listings list the collection for a tentative release of February 15, 2011. Paul will be excited. Quoting, the Dreamcast fans are very devoted. You see people on eBay buying games and the system. We actually have a Dreamcast collection coming out soon. And we're looking to bring some of the old Dreamcast games to market digitally and packaged. The titles are still to be announced. The Ultimate Genesis Collection did huge numbers on the PS3 and 360, so it's an important part of our business. We've already been releasing some Dreamcast games digitally. Crazy Taxi, for one. Crazy Taxi. Oh, my good. God. I remember when Paul got that. That's mm-hmm. when we were rooming together. And... That's right. I came over. Oh, boy. I still have a working yeah. Dreamcast right over there, Barry. Ooh, oh, nice. I that... still remember browsing the internet on that and thinking, this is cool. I can browse the internet on my TV. Yeah. And it was the I first remember... console that did that. Paul taking off of work for a couple of days. Yeah. $600 yeah. of money he didn't really have. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, he would, he would block out his vacation days around releases. <laughs> That's the first time I heard the word staycation. <laughs> and finally, gentlemen, get ready to cry. Why are you going to ruin Christmas? <laughs> the Nintendo Wii. You like when I start sentences that way? may officially come in a variety of colors, but according to Electric Power Research Institute, they're all pretty green. Huh? Nintendo's console uses only one-sixth as much power as the PlayStation 3 or the 360. EPRI tested each system for one hour of play using EA Sports Madden 2011 football game and found the Nintendo Wii system used an average of 13.7 watts, the Sony PlayStation 3 used an average of 84.8 watts, and the Microsoft Xbox 360 used an average of 87.9 watts. As you might expect, the Wii uses less power because it's a less powerful game system. There, uh, well, let's just wrap it up by saying, for comparison's sake, the Wii uses roughly the power of a fluorescent light bulb, where the 360 and PS3 consume as much power as a washing machine. Wow, really? Whoa. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to so, stop leaving that thing on. <laughs> so, so your last FM playing out um, on your Xbox 360? Ooh. You might just want to move some speakers from your PC. Actually, yeah. your PC's probably actually draining much more power than that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got the three monster machines in there yeah. running all the time. That room doesn't need its own heat. Yeah. Yeah. You got, a, you got 700 watt power supplies in there. And, yeah. Hey, let me tell you, I haven't had to turn on the heat all winter. I don't know where it's coming from. I'm just saying. I don't, yeah, I'm sure you don't. On the <laughs> and that is the very depressing week in Geek. See, wow. I would have thought it, it consumes less power because 90% of people that own them don't turn them on. The Wii. Oh! Went there. Bazinga. Comedy gold, this guy. Love it. And so it can only bring us to the big list. Yeah. This better be a big list. list. I better be happy. This big list is going to be dreams. It's all about dreams. Dreams. Oh, okay. Dreamings for rich people. Electric G4 dreams. closes up. And yeah. I had a dream come true. Yeah? Scarlett Johansson, Ryan Reynolds are getting divorced. Oh, oh. so you can finally <laughs> date Ryan Reynolds? 
It's great. It's from Blaster. 13 sci-fi luxury gifts for the rich, super rich, and ultra rich, a.k.a. Torgo's List, by Carol Pinchevsky. Okay. All right. All right. We'll start for the rich. We'll start cheap. Okay. okay. Number 13, the electric coffee machine. I have an electric coffee machine. No, not electric. Electra. With an A. Oh. This okay. coffee machine isn't a mere caffeine delivery system. This is the coffee machine Jules Verne would have used. And according to the obsessive and overstimulated coffee bloggers, it's one of the best espresso machines out there. If you wonder why the item is here, even the smallest of the, these machines are objects of steampunk art. I was just going to say, is it a steampunk type thing? Yeah. I thought you were going to say so Carmen Electra gets in a barista apron and nothing else and makes me espresso. No, that costs on. more than this. Uh, yeah. The price tag for these, uh, $1,349. That's an expensive cost. Two fifteen thousand dollars Holy Jesus. mother. <laughs> What's that made of? <laughs> Dreams, I told you. Dreams. The tears Unicorn of tears. <laughs> At number 12, Diamond Dice. Okay. Will diamond dice increase your chances of rolling crits? Who cares? They're dice made out of diamonds They're with gold spots to boot. They'll scratch your glass surfaces and they'll make your friends mock your extravagance, but none of that matters. No matter what you roll with diamond <laughs> dice, you always win. I, I will have you know that I actually looked for gemstone dice. For Christmas, yeah, yeah, he did. Yes, I was looking at Comic Con. At Comic Con, I was asking them, "Do you guys make like precious metal, precious gemstone dice? What do you got?" And I found some people they, they have dice made out of like dinosaur bones. Oh yes, mm-hmm. and they have dice made out of uh, like the, the semi-precious stone, right? Hematite, but and they yeah. do have the they they do make big thick sapphires that you can get cut into twenty siders. Yep. Yeah. And they are expensive as fuck. Yeah, they are. Well, the diamond dice are very expensive. Uh, price tag fifteen thousand dollars. Yeah, I wasn't gonna go for a diamond. Yeah. And what does that set consist of? Uh, it's one die, probably one d twenty. I hope it's at least a set. <laughs> Think about how big a d twenty is. Yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's a fifteen thousand dollar, and that's not true. That's not even actually. Saying, I, is I it think, colorless? I think is these it? are just six siders. I think it sounds like yeah, a six siders. Yeah. 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 Oh no, I want a twenty. I did get Deb a, a quartz twenty. That was nice. Yeah, yeah. It's real. It's all cold to the touch. Yeah. It's real when? sharp. It's real nice. At uh, Comic Con, did it? I've yeah. never seen her use it because it's fucking quartz. I'll get her to use it next time. Okay. What is it? Oh, you people with your dice too important to use. <laughs> Drive me crazy. I know. I use mine. I'm, I'm going to go out and spend money on stuff I'm never going to use, <laughs> and then Sto- brag about it. Story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Shit, that reminds me. What? You know what? If I say it here, I'll listen to it, and it'll remem- I'll remember. So what? The, this Geek Shock is now your... <laughs> my new list. Yes, it's my do list. Hey, pick up eggs and milk. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to bring my die to Disneyland. I never brought yes, it to should. Disneyland. That's true. Taking yeah. pictures with That's you. necessary. Mm-hmm. Okay, i got to go do that. <laughs> go bless it. All right, I'm doing that on New Year's. Future Barry, here's a message for you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't eat that sour cream, man. It's bad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Number 11. Retro arcade machine. Pinel et Pinel are luxury bag and luggage makers, so when they make a trunk, they mean business. But they mixed business with pleasure when they created an arcade 80s trunk with 60 retro games like Pac-Man. What they managed to come up with looks like a 1980s arcade machine designed by a chic Italian shoemaker. 
So yes, it is an arcade machine that doubles as a trunk. How, what, Price is it tag real Corinthian leather. Eighteen thousand eight hundred dollars. Is it as big as a coin-op machine? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, it's a full trunk with the screen yeah. and everything and a stick and all. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Why would you put clothes <laughs> in that? Because you can. How do you ship it? You need another trunk. That makes no sense. A trunk to put yeah. the trunk in. Yeah. So far, this list is convincing me that the last people on Earth who need lots of money are the rich. <laughs> Number 10. Uh. <laughs> Personalized trip to Tokyo. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, the Artisans of Leisure specialize in luxury tours, personalized to your tastes. I love the name. Yeah, uh, Fromer's Travel Guide, Lonely Planet, if you must. But then you wouldn't have their car service their personal guide, and special access to made cafes, video game parlors, <gasps> Akibara, that's the major otaku shopping yeah. area, uh, Hajikaru, the cosplay center of the world, yeah. and the hard-to-access studio, Gehibi uh, Museum, that's centered around the motto, appearing on the museum's website, let's become lost children together. Yes! Sold! Here's my credit card. Price tag, $20,000. Uh, we gotta start uh, something like that <laughs> here in the States. Number nine, working light cycle. Saw this. This Tron-inspired motorcycle is eye-catching, street-legal, and surefire conversation piece, though it lacks its own techno soundtrack. It turns it, like a boat. It, <laughs> it, it won't send it to the grid, but it will take you to the grocery store in style, unless it's raining. Uh, price tag, $35,000. Wow. Saw it. Turns like a boat. <laughs> yeah. Like a capital ship. So, <laughs> so you got well, to turn on that outside lane. Huh? Yeah, yeah, you can get where you're going fast, but God forbid you got a corner. <laughs> uh, number eight, uh, Robbie the Robot. Ah. Uh, Robbie the Robot stole the show in the 1956 movie Forbidden Planet and has been in enough acting credits to make the guy waiting your table jealous. But this guy is a professional when he's not menacing your cat with his servo-controlled head and his planetary gyro stabilizers. He can double as a sound system with a price tag of fifty thousand dollars. Didn't they try to sell him at Comic Con a few years ago? Yeah, I think they did. I'm, I'm pretty stereo. sure he was in that auction booth. Which yeah. isn't that the same company that does the uh, the Hollywood Treasures on Seafy? Uh, I think so. I think yeah. I think, I think it is that same. Uh, company. Uh, uh, Torgo, uh, when you were talking about the gyroscopes and servo motors. Was that hand gesture like an air quote? Uh, no, that was me uh, just kind of moving like a robot. Oh, that okay. No one can I'm see. Sorry. I was. Yeah. No, I was... Th- no, thanks for illustrating that for our <laughs> listeners. Danger! <laughs> I know exactly. Danger. I have no idea what any of this shit is. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, number seven, full scale T Rex. Ooh! Crap. Where wow! Did you put it? Um, You'd have to build your own garage. <laughs> imagine. The delight on the little children's faces on Christmas morning when you lean them to the window. They're eager, eager as they uh, anticipate a new sled or perhaps a bicycle. Now, imagine the screams of horror as they get greeted with the open maw of a Tyrannosaurus Rex out the window. You can bask in the knowledge that even at that price, it was totally worth it at $51,000. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Number six. Jeff's going to love this one. All right. Moon watch. Moon watch. Moon, Moon watch. Moon watch. You can copy the design of any old watch, but you can't copy <clears throat> Romain Jerome. That's because he uses steel from the Apollo Eleven to create his moon dust DNA watches. Other watches include steel from the Titanic. 
To make them even more exclusive than they already are, he's issuing only 1,969 of them, 1969, <laughs> with a price tag of 50000 to $200,000. That's crazy. Where is he getting the steel from Apollo 11? Did he just uh, like... Probably from Apollo 11. Oh! No, but I mean like... No, I, I have no idea. The only steel that I could think of would be uh, the, the first and second stage boosters that would have burnt up and splashed down in the ocean, so... Don't know. He'd have had to, have, you know, somehow track them down. Moonwatch. That's stupid. Hey, we're on the moon. Okay, ready? You do a rule of role playing. Oh, Ask me what time it is. What time is it? Who cares, man? We're on the moon. <laughs> but if you can't get to the moon, you can get a watch. So you know what time it was when you weren't on the moon. Yes. Great. That's what my watch tells me. When you're not on the moon. Yes. <laughs> it's eight a.m. I'm still not on the moon. Number five, a mummy. Oh wait, wait, wait! Did you quote the price? Yeah, fifty thousand to two hundred thousand dollars on that moon. Watch. Oh, okay. There's different styles. I, I, uh, hmm. just yeah. call me. I'll tell you. You're not on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> Number five, the mummy. A mummy. No one needs a mummy. But who would want one? It's a, it's, it's a conversation piece. It's a museum piece, and it's wrapped in its original linen. Considering it's a historical object, it can be yours rather. Inexpensively, the sarcophagus, which is even older than the mummy itself, costs extra. Uh, but frankly, you don't want one without the other. Although it's illegal to keep remains of the dead in your home, but there must be some sort of clause that makes it okay to house your great grandparent to the twentieth degree. Price tag: one hundred and sixty-five thousand dollars for the mummy, eighty-five thousand for the sarcophagus. That's crazy because at some point they had so many mummies. This is not a joke. They were using them for fuel. Yeah. This yeah. That's true. Yeah. So don't tell me about hundred something thousand dollars. They were throwing those fuckers in the fire. Just yeah, to... but that's why it costs so much now because well, they yeah, threw so many of those bastards in the all. fire. So there's not many left. So now we have to pay $165,000 instead of the sixteen ninety five we could have gotten one. And that's they just hadn't. for a mummy that's in near mint. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you get one unopened in the at, package. Graded a, at a 7.6 on the scale. Uh, hey, I, oh, I play with my toys. <laughs> and now we're moving for the super rich. Okay. Oh. Number okay. four is the Willow Garage PR2 robot. Willow Garage? It's so hard to find good servants these days. That's where the Willow Garage PR2 robot comes in. With help from the open source robotics community... You can order the PR2 to do all sorts of the unusual chores that would otherwise get you sued for human rights violations. It's hard to think of them as your personal robot overlords when they're folding your undies. Price tag, $400,000. Wow. For $400,000, I'm not installing an open source OS on the thing. (laughs) Just throw that out there. And number three, a 152-inch TV. Great. Tortoise would. don't want one of those now. Until too. now, the best way to watch television was on a 102-inch screen, but that's way too working class. Now Panasonic is giving us the TH-152UX1, <laughs> a full 152 inches of HD 3D TV, or at least will be when released in January, that will deliver the show Supernatural in the way it should have been seen. All you need is a mansion to put it in. Price tag five hundred thousand dollars. A mansion? Oh, you need an airplane hangar. <laughs> Where the hell have would you put CES. it? Yes. You could you could not possibly put it in this room. All right. For the ultra rich, this is uh, number two. Uh, uh, Barry will like personal submarine. 
I've been saying it. <laughs> People don't listen to me. God, I'm like 10 years ahead of my yeah, time. Yeah, they've sold some like that for a while Ooh. now. Yeah, the personal submarine, wonderful way to explore a thousand feet below the ocean's surface. Has strobe lights to capture the secret underwater moments. And its best I'm use is for those times you need to get a quick getaway <laughs> yeah. to your secret underwater lair. Price tag, $2 million. See, I'm from the future. People don't realize this. Ooh. Yes! I called it. I, yeah, I get all the points. And finally, number one, a trip to the International Space Station. Yeah. Remember the luxury j- trip to Japan I recommended? Well, forget it. It's too, uh, too stultifying and earthbound. Space Adventures will broker your trip to the International Space Station for 10 days. You get to eat, sleep, and live like an astronaut, but without all the work. Oh, and I'm sorry, did I say over a week? Uh, what I meant was uh, six months of procedures and Russian language training first. Uh, price tag $30 million. Yep. And if I got is, $30 million to spend. My Christmas list. Wow. Go oh, for thank it, you. folks. Thank you. A list of shit that I can't afford. Thank you for that. And uh, <laughs> yeah, thanks for the gift bag. Appreciate it. Yeah, all right. <laughs> yes. Did you, <laughs> yeah, did you awesome. see the sauce? Yeah, because you have to read the sauce. Oh, okay. You said let me, let me grab a bottle of this sauce yeah. here. All right. So, so Barry made sauce. Pasta sauce. Shit. Yeah, uh, it's fine. It's <laughs> it's this glass fucking bottle of wine. <laughs> Ass hot. Oh, it hit the, it hit the pro guitar. It's hey, 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 hey! Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, Barry has the last couple of years made us uh, pasta sauce as a gift for Christmas, and this year it is the super magic splurg sauce. Plus, not pie. as disgusting as you think. No, Splurg is uh, it's your character, right? Uh, uh, yes, that's my character. It's no, character. it's not Todd's <laughs> no? character. No, it's not. I, no, own no, no. I own him. He's oh, an okay. NPC. He does what it. I tell him. <laughs> well, um, the sauce is plus five versus pasta. It is made with peppers, onions, sun-dried tomatoes, mushrooms, garlic, fresh basil, and seasoning. And no, the tagline no. says, it's like rolling a natural 20 in your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> Oh my god! It's pretty awesome. Last year, when uh, we got the sauce, uh, I I brought it home and I had some of it, but then I went on a non pasta kick. So I had the sauce, but I wasn't having any pasta. So my dad finished off the sauce uh, with his pasta, and he he loved it. He raved. He's cool. So I look forward this, to actually eating it this year. This one's yes. chunky because I let it boil for a while. Yeah, a fucking. While. This is why nice. all my clothes smell like pasta. Yeah, mm. that's why you want your clothes to smell. He's yeah. always saying we didn't use it. I used like over half of my bottle making pasta with it, Dude, I and I don't put a lot of sauce on my pasta. Of sauce myself in one eating. Mm-hmm. I don't know what your deal is. Dude, what, where do I eat? I eat at work. Fact, when I take my I breaks tonight, I might have a little, my little go for it. Pasta. Yeah. 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 Go for it. It's uh, thick. Well, thank you for your permission. I appreciate it. <laughs> it's dark. <laughs> it's thick. It, is it? I look forward to. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. Say it. No, it's too I'm, easy. I'm setting too it up, I'm setting too it up easy. for it. The ball spiked. What do you got? <laughs> just, let um, it, just let it drop. Let it drop. And it's probably the, my win. the last magical thing Splurg will produce. That's nah, true. <laughs> <laughs> At least for this year. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all that we're going to produce before Christmas. So uh, I wish you a Merry Christmas. Sorry about all the dire news. I actually skipped some stuff that was dire. Don't worry about it. I canceled Christmas. Did you? Yeah. So, uh, sorry, folks. Deb, I'm taking all your gifts back. Uh, he's going to give them to me, actually, because I know he got your pr- cool stuff that I want. So. Probably, yeah. Yeah, so. Oh, wow. So my it's, gift's it's wrapped now. in cool paper. 
<laughs> with yeah. my face on it. Yeah, he makes his own wrapping paper with his face on it. Um, <laughs> email uglycountshow.com, folks, for your own Barry wrapping paper. <laughs> yeah, just email me. I'll give you the pattern. You can print them all out. Not kidding. And that's it for this Geek Shock. I am Master Torgo. I'm Dr. Blark. 80's Jeff. Commander K. And have yourself a merry little Christmas. And happy birthday, Thor and Odin. Yes, that too. That's we're, we're, Right now we're, we're letting uh, Jabba the Hutt sing us out. Oh, I'm going to yeah. go I'm gonna grab Molnir and, and, and celebrate. Yeah, you have a Molnir? Uh, I, as far as you know. <laughs> that's what I'm calling it nowadays. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, I'm going to go play some enslaved. You're going to. You're going to. It's going to make the show. And a dick-ass fart to Paul. Again. He doesn't earn one this week. But in space, nobody can hear you, Mitch. I go. Oh. <laughs>